hey, it's your best friend, your pal, your roommate, Zach Lyman, and you're listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. I know you could be listening to anything right now, but you you decided to come back, so thank you. I appreciate that. I'm happy to be here, and guys, today I have a doozy of an episode for you. I have my good friend, Savannah Hernandez, on the show, and we recorded this a couple months ago, so... Uh, if you want to know what's going on in her life in the last couple months, just go follow her on Instagram or check out her Facebook, you know, or uh, anything else. All those other social medias, they'll be in the uh, in the bio info on this episode. But uh, before we get into that, what's been going on in my life? I've actually been doing stand-up. Guys, uh, you know, we got some open mics coming up. And then we, we, we this last week, we had a big show at the Bridge Improv Theater, and actually our guest, Savannah Hernandez, was on that show, and she did incredible. She's so talented, so wonderful. But if you want to support the show, head over to ZachLyonPodcast.com and buy a t-shirt. That's all I ask. Buy a t-shirt, buy a sweater, uh, check out the merch available. That's that's how we're doing it these days. Uh, I'm, I'm going sponsor-free, you know? I cut out gluten, I cut out sponsors. We're doing it. And, uh, but... You know what? I'm not going to waste any more of your time because this is so lovely of an episode. Let's get right into it with our guest, Savannah Hernandez. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen you. (laughs) Seen or even like just talked to, like even on the internet. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, especially for someone that I for sure would see every Sunday. (laughs) At least once a week. Yeah, at least minimum once a week. Probably like three times. (laughs) Three times a week, most likely. Right. Um, Because you and I were running a show together called Late Lunch. Mm -hmm. We had our open mic. Our open mic. Yep. At a a place that serves noodles and beer. We had a comedy show that started at 3 (laughs) p.m. And it went all the way until 5.30 or when the musicians oh, would <laughs> until the musicians would get mad and be like, can you get off our stage? <laughs> Which was like 5 o'clock. Like, yeah. like it was sometimes 4.30 if that guy didn't have much to do that day. Yeah, yeah. And we always knew the show had to end because this guy would be carrying in too many things to carry at once. And then he would just flop them on the ground and be like, ugh. The comedians are still here. <laughs> he like he did that on purpose. Like he would just carry in like a drumstick and like throw it on the ground. It's like <laughs> you're just trying to draw attention to yourself in this yeah. moment. Yeah, we were the only like uh, lunchtime comedy show. Yes, I believe that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if there was an award for that, I think we would have gotten it. <laughs> We're the only, we have no competitors. We win every category for yep. lunchtime comedy. <laughs> yep. Best headliners, best hosting. <laughs> best no, no one wants to compete. I mean, <laughs> no one's vying for that title, but we have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to get a trophy made that says best noodle served comedy, but uh, they, they messed up when they sent it. And they just said best noodles. And I was like, we're not a restaurant. I don't know. <laughs> This was six dollars, sir. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, but uh, we know each other from Phoenix Comedy. You've been in the game now for how long have you been doing comedy? I guess like a year, almost a year and a half. Okay, 
Wow, it feels like 10 years. Um. <laughs> if this is, like, if I'm as good at joke writing as in 10 years, like, just kill me. Like, after 10 years of trying, if I'm still this bad, like, just throw me somewhere. And don't tell <laughs> the police. <laughs> oh, good. There's evidence right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it feels like it's longer, but it kind of doesn't because it, it feels like my like trajectory was kind of stunted after February because you just yeah. I've been doing regular shows for four months or whatever <laughs> I went from five shows a week to literally ordering subscriptions of plants so I saw gonna... that I saw that you were very excited about these plant babies it's pretty cool one is called a Mexican snowball <laughs> that's like an actual plant it's the succulent it's the name of the succulent so I'm... things are going well <laughs> Have you, but you've done like Zoom shows and stuff, right? I've done online and in-person shows since COVID. Okay. Uh, thoughts on either of those? I don't, I just, I don't like the online shows. I've had one that I liked and it yeah. was the one that I did with Genevieve for Birds, the Bird City Showcase. That was the only show that, I think like the other ones I did, it was kind of at the beginning of COVID and like people were really figuring out the format of an online mic. Yeah, but uh, she had it set up really well, but it's still just really hard for me to do them. It's like such a taste of what I miss that I just am like, I don't want to be sad doing comedy because <laughs> I'm already sad enough about comedy. So it's stressful because it's like I feel like I'm just writing all day to bomb. Like I'm just putting these set <laughs> together to bomb. <laughs> but like I'd rather do it in front of an audience. Like I don't know why. The, I, I'm just like so. And, like I'm used to that more. I feel like it's almost like more personal online. Like yeah. on a stage, you're kind of separated from people, even though you're, they're right there. Yeah. But online, like I'm just like, like looking at you, like watching you not laugh, like just you in your bedroom. <laughs> like <laughs> very well lit. <laughs> they got their yeah, ring like, light out. <laughs> they've got their ring light and they're just judging me and like eating. And I'm like, <laughs> just like, this is so like, uncomfortable. You see when they like, like it's easier to walk out. I watch them leave. I just I watch them get up and just like wash dishes or something. And I'm I'm like, oh, this is really awkward. But they're They're not. not They they mic. They like pause their mic and they're just taking a call. Some of them don't pause it. (laughs) Hey, like I can't. Like there's been so many mics where. Like, they had to tell people to turn their sound off because they were just burping. Really? Like, a lot. Like, consistently enough that it was a problem that they had to yeah. bring up. Yeah. I was in a Zoom recently that was, like, for a meeting. And the guy, it seemed like a pretty, like, like, it was, like, a very businessy meeting. And a guy got up, and he went and got food. And then he started eating it loudly. And I was just like, when did we get this okay? <laughs> when, did we, when did we just accept this life? <laughs> Honestly, I mean, I'm, like, here for it. But it's people are unraveling, I think. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not a power move. It's depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're buying succulents, you know. <laughs> Subscription-based. I'm happy, okay? I have all the chlorophyll I need in this house. <laughs> I think it was like when you first started doing stand-up, uh, you were already doing impressions and you've been doing impressions your whole life, I want to say. Um, not publicly. 
Okay. Uh, like I kind of liked doing them when I was like a really young kid, and then I was like, <clears throat> I kind of was like good at learning accents and stuff when I was younger and in high school, but I never did theater, like did impressions publicly or seriously. So mm-hmm. I didn't really start doing them until I was like maybe like already like six months into stand up. Okay. Okay. Five or six months. Yeah. So you're doing, okay. And then when did you do the Melissa V impression? That was like almost a year ago. Okay. um, That I was just like home bored. And she was like someone that I had been practicing an impression of for a long time and it just wasn't clicking. And then I don't know, one day I just like got really, like I, I kind of like tried it and it sounded close. So then I was like, oh, I can almost do it. And then I took a pretty good video of me like doing an impression of one of her old um I think it was a like a just for laugh set or something um and then she retweeted it and so that was fun yeah that's right yeah she retweeted it and then like it even blew up on like like your page and then even like on Instagram stuff it seemed like it really took yeah yeah she posted on Instagram and like in her story and it has a bunch of views on Twitter but yeah. yeah, that was like the coolest one, I think, or the coolest was, thing that happened. Was that something that made you decide to start doing it in your stand-up more? Was like that um, one? Or? I think, I can't remember the exact timeline of like if I had already decided I wanted to do impressions in my stand-up, but that was definitely like a good nudge that I should try and do other ones since people really like them. Like, more often than not, like, people come up to me after my set, and if they mention anything, it's usually the impressions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your impressions are dead on. So it's, it, yeah, they're so good. Thank um, you. Is there any, you don't have to do them, but is there any new ones that you've been working on? or Some that I've been working on, I literally won't show you because they're bad. <laughs> people <laughs> be like, you just said you were good. But, like, it's, like, I've, it's I'm at this point where, it's like, I don't really know if I want them to be fully integrated into my stand-up mm. or if I just want to do like writing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, you're so good at it. I think you should like, in my mind, it would be like, I don't think either way it really matters, but it's like, you know, why not just put them all online and then like, you know, do both, you know, just that I, I think they're so good that I, if I could do impressions, believe me, I would be doing them in my stand-up if I could do, <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> I'm stuck I with this voice only. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, <laughs> believe me, I've shown up to job interviews and they're like, oh, that's just how you talk. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this for eight hours a day? No, thank you. <laughs> um. I think like I I think I'm just uh, I'm at a point where I need to figure out how to integrate them more seamlessly into the set because right now it's just stand up impressions. Yeah. And so like I've watched a lot of Melissa's sets and she'll just do like she'll talk about driving in her car and then she'll just like slip in like a Judy Garland impression or something yeah. and like that's fun because you're she's not really calling attention to it or separating it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I keep doing them, I would probably go more of that route where they're just like a little bit more subtle. And then, yeah, like just posting videos online would be easy and fun. Yeah. I feel like that would crush on TikTok. It's just 10 second impressions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can be a TikTok star. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're all aiming for these days, you know? <laughs> just <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> Our dreams are all stripped away. We're like, all right, TikTok. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Or what's that? Nap. Yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I can figure out a nap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Have you been? Um, so you've been writing stand up and you've been working on impressions. Um, have you ever wanted to like aim towards like script writing or any of that style of writing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I took like a sketch class uh, through Second City because I wanted to start writing sketches. Yeah. Because it'd be really, I mean, like, I feel like for a lot of comedians, they're making money by being writers for shows and then they're doing stand up at night, which is, I would, I feel like I would just love both of those jobs. So yeah. that's what I want to do. Um, yeah. But I haven't like sat down and written out a full like TV script or anything like that. Yeah. So when you took the class, how long was the class and what'd you think of it? I think it was like eight weeks or something. Wow. Um, and it was all online. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because like you pay like whatever amount for the class and then you have class members that you bounce ideas off of and you do feedback and all that stuff. But um, even if you don't do that, like you have access to all of the modules even after the class is over. Oh, so okay. like now, like I can just like look at the whole class if I want to. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So you can kind of like review at any time. and Yeah, it's just nice to have it just gives you like the template it's kind of like reading like the comedy bible when you're trying to write your first joke it's just like yeah here's how to write a sketch like here's a character and it's very basic but it, it just helps a lot yeah i also blame you for the reason everyone now in phoenix talks about the comedy bible <laughs> i bring it up to everyone i know i'm not like yep. like it's been around for so long but yeah. um I literally, it's, I, a lot of comedians haven't heard of it. And like, I wouldn't have been able to write my first joke without that book. So, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take this book right now and send it to her because <laughs> was Judy so Carter, <laughs> sponsor me? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I'm sponsored by books. <laughs> Use Savannah to get 10% off. <laughs> no. no. I mean, I mean, Judy wants to. Like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying no, but um, yeah, Comedy Bible is definitely a must read, I would say, for new comics. I don't know. You, have you read it? Uh, I've started reading it. I don't know if I ever finished it. The new uh, one or the old one? Old one, for sure. And then I've like scanned through the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I should finish those. I, I've been really getting into like comedy documentaries and then just like, like very much... I've been using all this time to just like go down avenues that I would have never done if I just continued doing stand up normally. Like I'm okay. just kind of like adventuring into like deeper little pockets of comedy. And uh, I should, I should read those books. I should read both of them. And I read the UCB improv book. That was like oh, yeah. crazy helpful for like just kind of like naming everything that happens in comedy and kind of mm-hmm. like breaking it down. And then, like, I've written, like, a bunch of sketches, but it was, like, the first time I've ever, like, read anything or had anything that's, like, very much, like, this is step-by-step of, like, how sketches work. And I'm like, oh, that's something I figured out trial and error, but not, you know, really, like, it was very self, it was, like, reassuring of that. Have you, because you've done improv, have you read any improv books or... Uh, I have started the same UCB book, but I haven't finished that one. Yeah? You liking yeah. it so far? 
Yeah, no, it's really good. It's super, I, I just, I like reading books to prep you and they point out a lot of things that like you, any comedian would probably figure out eventually, but it just like puts things into categories and gives you terms where it's just a lot easier to apply those yeah. skills once you have the terminology for it. Um, And I I did read a shorter, I read like a way shorter book called like Improvising Now or something uh, when Mm -hmm. I started. I forgot about that one. Oh, okay. Um, And then, so you've taken improv classes and then you've also, uh, I'm, I don't know improv. You're like on a, on a team or (laughs) I don't know, you guys play baseball. I don't know what you do. (laughs) There is a gaggle of us, uh, a cohort pod as we Collection? say in the in the biz um yeah it's a it's a troop a troop of mm. we i i did I like a <laughs> t-r-o-o-p duos okay right. e. E. um as the french call it <laughs> uh, yeah I'm on, I'm on a long form team we obviously haven't performed since covid um yeah. And then I've been at David's new theater a little bit, but also with COVID, that's kind of been on and off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, do you like short form or long form better? I like long form a lot better. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like short form games are fun uh, and they're, they're entertaining. I just like, it's hard to watch two hours of <laughs> four to five minute games. Like, it's just like, wow, that's, it's like an assault to your senses. Like, it's just, it's so much. Like, I feel like I like the mixture of some games played and then you watch a little bit of a longer set, like a long form 20 to 30 minute set and that's fun. Yeah. Short form reminds me of like, uh, there's only happened a few times where the stars have aligned in stand-up comedy, where you've seen someone that's like a one-liner and they're hosting and then the feature act is a one-liner, and then the headliner is a one-liner. And you're like, okay, this is, I am exhausted from laughing so much. It's just so, like, it Yeah, just you do. You get tired. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, a big thing um, that, like, even I'm, I, I want to work on. It's just, like, that mixture of, like, short form mixed with long form in stand-up of just, like, stories and, and then quick jokes to mix it together to keep from that exhaustion. Definitely. It's, it's such like a, like, I feel like, um, Mark Norman is probably like one of the best joke writers right now. And like watching his 25 to 30 minute set, that was perfect for me. But then like, if I were to watch a full hour of that, like, I don't know, it might, it might be too long. Like, it's just like, I like the, I like the, a comedian's ability to switch up the pace with those like quick, like get to the punchline jokes and then like a longer story. Mm Mm-hmm. And then are you, do you feel that your stand-up is more short or is it more long story based? Um, I, as of right now, it's pretty short. I, I think most of my jokes are really short. Um, even if they start longer, they just like, I end up cutting all the fat from them and then they all end up being the same length. And I haven't been doing comedy long enough where I've done, like I haven't even done like a 30 or 40 minute set. So really? I've been able to get away with short jokes because if I'm up there for 10 to 15 minutes, like, that's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize you haven't done, like, a 30-minute set yet. Mm-mm. I haven't done – I think I'm doing, like, 20 minutes at a corporate 
uh, event thing. It's like an online comedy show, but yeah. uh, I think like 20 minutes is the longest I've done. Okay. And then, um, so I know that you lean more towards like, uh, or at least when we've talked in the past, you've leaned towards like, you like the writing side more than performing, I feel. Does that um, feel accurate or? I don't know. I think before, yes. Yeah. But I'm finally reaching this like threshold in my comfortability on stage where I don't dread getting on stage as much as I used to. And so I think like, I think I will get to a point where I'm confident enough in like the jokes I'm writing that being on stage will actually be really fun. Like I still like being on stage. Yeah. But yeah, I do like the writing part of it too. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like every year that changes for me. Like some years I'm like, ah, the writing is the best. And then some years I'm like, I'm just loving doing this new hour or whatever it is. Yeah. uh, And yeah, I'm like going through, you know, obviously this whole time is like a lot of time to think. And uh, so I've been like really thinking about that of like, which, which part do I fall onto now? And like, where do I want to be? And it's just like, I feel very 50, 50 right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think if you like had me up against the wall, I would say like, I would, I would say writing is like my favorite part, but it'd be by like a, it'd be like a 60, 40 split. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, that's exactly what I said on the podcast the other day. It was exactly 60-40. Yeah. I was like, you know, you're writing and then you're like, the, the cherry on the top is performing it and being like, someone's going to let me do this. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and like the, the, the performing becomes like a vehicle to the writing because yeah. you're finding the points where your jokes aren't working or where they're really working. And then you go back and rewrite it the next day based on how you performed it when you write like what's your writing process look like normally um i mean i sit down pretty much every day and i i usually do it in a google doc um it's just easier for me to think and type super fast i can just type way faster than i can write uh but i'll like I'll, i'll try to think of like anything out of the usual that happened or anything that i noticed from like the day or that previous day and I'll just start writing. Like, I'll just start, like, telling the story and, like, trying to find an interesting way to say it. Mm-hmm. And usually it'll be really long, and then I'll, like, cut that by a lot. And then maybe I'll try it out, but... Okay. So you'll have, like, a general idea, and then you're, like, let me, like, turn this into, like, maybe, like, a whole story or a whole, I like, a longer version of it? Yeah, um, I have an idea, and then, like, I'll try and find punchlines like as I'm writing yeah yeah yeah. then when you're taking that and you're going to like take it to the stage what's like the next process of like I know you like cut it down like you and I've done that where like we've cut it down together and like looked over and been like this word instead of this word and I know that like you and I both like end up being more of like on the analytical side of just like really precise about wording but what what happens after you're like, okay, I want this to kind of sound this way. I think this is how I'll do it on stage. Are you um, like, are you like rehearsing it and then taking it? Or are you kind of going, I, I get the gist of it and then going on stage or? Uh, as I'm, I'm, I, I like to plan it out like pretty much as I, I like to perform it pretty much as exactly as I write it. So I will say it out loud or just like if I'm at a coffee shop or something, I'll just mouth it. And, like, 
as I do that, I can figure out like what I want to take out or what I think sounds funny or awkward. But yeah. I am a big rehearser and it's just like, if I wrote it this way, I want to be able to perform it that way to see if that's how it works. Yeah. Um, I haven't been like a, too much of a free spirit on stage in terms of like, <laughs> I think this is a funny idea. And then I'll just walk up and talk. Like I haven't really done a lot of that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That's like a bad habit. I got into and now I'm like trying to work out of where it's just like, <laughs> it's years of being like I have the idea of it and then it gets like okay laughs and I'm like that's enough right like in this like very like casual just like this is a bit kind of and I'm like there's no point to this there's no real clear you know I wasn't even talking to an audience I was just in my room <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had a lot of sleeping pills you know <laughs> Yes. I know, I, I know what you, but I feel like you have to have both. Like I really do. Yeah, it's like a weird balance of that, and that's like mm -hmm. um, I know you and I both are like very much of like we make sure to record our sets and then we yeah. like listen back. And it's so funny because I was like, I'm 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 having phone issues, so I'm like deleting everything off my phone, and I have like five gigs of audio recordings that I'm like, how do I? <laughs> get this to anywhere and how do i save all this put it on the cloud you gotta get it on the cloud yeah my phone's so broken but i tried doing the you up to no the cloud, cloud and it was like hey we failed and i'm like it, you tried at least we and can't we don't even have a cloud yeah, this I phone don't know. sucks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you tried plugging it into something i don't know we <laughs> did you try turning it on and off <laughs> I, I did a couple of times in, in pure panic um, but, <laughs> I haven't checked how much audio I have on my phone. It's probably a, a good amount, though. But I have like, yeah, I have like sets from 2014, and I'm like, when am I gonna listen to this? <laughs> <Am> I... <laughs> That's a, a, a fossil. That is a relic. <laughs> like, just like me being like, uh, <laughs> just like a very awkward. Uh, so I got some ideas, you know, just like who wants? <laughs> when's this gonna get anything? Just like Tell that to the Smithsonian. Yeah. <laughs> I think a piece of history I think I'm just gonna save like the last like years worth of like sets and just like move that to something and that's about it <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh yes. what else you've been doing with your time I know that you're working on a podcast yes I'm working on a comedy review podcast okay uh, I called it a bit tipsy because we're talking about comedy bits and then I'll drink like wine because I want to and so I was like oh that's a cute little name and yeah just like a comedy because I feel like I'm going crazy like because I like I some comedians don't like to watch a lot of specials but I watch like every special that comes out and I have no mm -hmm. one to talk to about it and there's really not a lot of comedy review stuff online yeah um it's a lot of articles and it's just like I don't want to read but there's like not a lot of podcasts or YouTube reviews about it so I was like oh that'd be fun to start so I'm trying to get that off the ground um the first episode I'll be doing is I'm doing like a series of yeah. like a it's a top 25 specials on Netflix so I thought that'd be fun oh okay um, and I think they just used the IMDB ratings of every special on Netflix okay and the the one they ranked number one is Hannah Gadsby all right so I'll probably, I'm, I'm going to do hers first. So you're starting at the top and going down? Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should start at the bottom. I don't know. 
Are you? Are you I mean, gonna it's, have... it's not like I, I don't like ranking things, and I don't yeah. like ranking comedy. So like the the one to twenty five is kind of like arbitrary to me. Like it doesn't. Yeah, right. I'm 100%. not like this is the holy grail special. It's just what they picked. Yeah, you're also one. like IMDb. They know comedy. <laughs> of course, like, they who, know. <laughs> who's, who, I can't. I can't watch a special and be like. That was a 5.8 out of, like, <laughs> there's yeah. so many things that go into it that the ranking is like, whatever. But I thought it'd be yeah. fun to talk about since a lot of people enjoy those specials. But I also want to review specials as they come out. Like Esther Pravitsky's Hot For My Name just came out yesterday. And yeah. Beth Stelling's going to have one coming out, I think, next month or something. So should be, I, hopefully it'll keep me busy. Are you going to have a ranking system? I I don't I just don't like ranking things so I yeah. think like my my it'll just kind of be like a is it worth a watch and then is it worth a rewatch because that's like mm. my thing with a special is a lot, I can watch pretty much anything once but is it worth rewatching like yeah I could probably watch it two or three times or like uh you know Pete Holmes's um what not today the devil or something um nice oh sorry the, the devil. devil yeah nice try the devil like I can listen to that a million times yeah. so it's like that's kind of my only ranking. Um, That's a great way of putting it. Uh, this conversation came up. I had someone on the podcast recently about coffee. And we talked about like coffee ranking and like going to coffee shops and like how bad I feel when I know that the coffee shop like viewed my Instagram story. And I've done like rankings of like one to 10 and I've given them like a seven. And then I'm like, ah, oh, man, I kind of feel bad about it. <laughs> you know, like, when I'm like that, it doesn't. Because it's exactly that. It doesn't really justify anything of all of that. And so I like the idea of like, like for coffee, it would be like re-drinking. Like, would I get this again? Would I buy it again? Yeah. Would I buy it again? And the specials, like definitely, because there is specials that I enjoy. But like even today, I was talking about how I think I've watched Thank God for Jokes by Burbigs maybe more than any special I've ever watched in my life. Because right. it's just like an easy watch that I could just watch over and over. And, you know, is it my favorite? Maybe, you know, but uh, right. so are you, is it just going to be you or are you going to have like guests on and talk about with them or? Eventually I definitely want other people on the pod, especially if like I'm doing, um, doing one that I know a comedian where they really like that comic. Yeah. It'd be fun to talk about their special with them, but Definitely for now, it's just going to be me. It's just a lot easier. And with COVID and everything, oh, getting so off the easy. ground. <laughs> yeah, I'll just talk to myself for a little bit and be like, this is my thoughts and there's no one here to argue. <laughs> At least not in person. So, but yeah, eventually <laughs> like, I'll have people on it. Yeah, I like the idea of like starting with that list and just kind of like working through that and then um, seeing where that takes you. Is there... Yeah. Oh, is there any, because um, I know you're like a big John Mulaney fan. Yep. Is that like going to be like one of the first ones that you're like, I guess my real question is, uh, when you do the John Mulaney ones, do you feel like you can put aside how much you like those specials or, or and be like very honest with it or? I think so. And he he's on this list. He's like number five or six for, okay. uh, for Kid Gorgeous. Um. But I'll probably just do a John Mulaney episode where I give my ranking of his specials, which ones I like the best. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's all just, like, it's so opinion-based. And it's just, like, like yeah. if you gave me a list, of, if you gave me five specials, I could put them in an order for you. Does that mean, like, that's 
like their ranking no like <laughs> I don't know it's just but John Mulaney he will be talked about a lot um <laughs> he'll probably he'll just he'll get his own episode because he has you know four specials out so or five if you include the sack lunch bunch but yeah that's true are you gonna include that no <laughs> it's not it's not stand-up and like on this list there's actually one that i'm gonna skip because they, in, they included um oh hello on broadway oh um, yeah that doesn't count it's not a stand-up special i was like why is this on here like it honestly annoyed me <laughs> well that that just shows you that like someone that put that list together was like i know comedy <laughs> i think no like that's what they just took like imdb ratings and like gave like a synopsis on each thing but i will say like i did look at a lot of top 20 top 25 lists and this is the one that i agreed with mostly yeah. definitely some on there that i, I someone that should have been on there and then some that like on that list i was like that should not be here but that reminds me of uh there's this list that comes out once a year i feel like it comes out once a year maybe it doesn't but I see it every once in a while where it's just like top 2000 comedians. And it's like, even like, it's just like, anytime I look at it, it's like someone just went to their Facebook friends page and they're just like, these are comics that I know. And then also here's also like <laughs> John Mulaney. Top 2000? <laughs> yeah. That's like saying like top 6 billion people. Like, <laughs> like, like who's going to read that? And like, that's and everyone just well, they, when they go command F and they type in their own name, <laughs> you know that's what <laughs> that's what happens. They did top two thousand nine hundred and eighty-six comedians, and then they're the two hundred eighty-six. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're like, I made the list. I don't know. That is silly. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Too much to sort through. Like that's the point of making a list. Is like it weeds out a lot of the garbage. You know. Have you been listening to podcasts? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. What, what podcast have you been listening to? Uh, well, after I worked with her at the Improv, I started listening to Ali Makovsky's um, Resting Bitch Pod. She has a pod, and then um, <laughs> there's I've been listening. I've been trying to listen to like a, some other comedy review or review esque. So like like Hot Breath, I've been listening to that, or a comedy advice podcast, I've listened to that. Okay. Um, what was the other one? Um, I think it's called like Good One, where he talks about the joke writing. Yeah, Good One. That's a great one too. Yeah, those are sort of really good. But just like a lot of comedy talk podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, honestly, I haven't been listening to that many besides like mostly a lot of like our friends' podcasts, and that's like what I've been listening to. And it's just kind of like nice to be like, oh yeah, I know. You know, it's like having them around. You know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like Steven's podcasts, I love his. Yeah. Exactly. exactly so um and then so now you're becoming a, a plant person i'm trying well how, it turns how did out that i'm start? not <laughs> i like have a lot of friends that really like plants and yeah. i just i like like this is the dumbest reason to get into plants i just like the way they look in a house like i just it's like buying furniture to me like i'm just like <laughs> my house looks good now but then i let my orchid die and now I just spent like $30 on Orchid Grow and I'm just trying to like bring it back to life. So it, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm dead inside. So <laughs> keeping something else alive. 
I want to give you the energy. <laughs> Just like giving it all the self-care I should be putting into myself. Yeah, yeah. Forcing it out of these plants. Like I, I haven't brushed my teeth in four days, but here's your water. <laughs> I'm watering plants and I'm just like cracked out on cold <laughs> brew. <laughs> uh, I always like to ask, is there like advice you would give someone that was starting into stand-up and the like, you know, maybe something you've kind of like learned from over this time period? I mean, I think the thing that has helped me the most is just like, just do the research and listen to advice. Like, listen to it from everyone. Listen to it from comics that you don't even like or like their comedy. Because I think Kevin Hart was talking about it on a podcast lately or recently, um, where he was just like, saying that he just takes the part that applies to him or the part that he finds useful and like he uses that and he just you just become like this like mass of like everyone's advice and by listening more like you're gonna you're gonna grow faster than everyone because those people and those comics that say no this is how you do it this is how you write a joke like don't read a book don't listen to them they don't know what they're talking about those are the people that are just like so closed off it's gonna be a lot harder for them and I'm not saying it won't happen, but it's just going to be a lot harder for them to get better. So yeah. try and be as open as possible and ask, like ask advice from people that you see. And, oh, and a big one is um, work towards like the comic you want to be and don't like succumb to like what's getting laughs at an open mic. Mm, I like that. You know, don't, don't try and be the best, try and be different. You don't want to be the best comic at an open mic. You do, but that's not like what you want to be because then you will be that. You'll be that comic that can like riff on everyone in the audience and they're all your comic buds and you're going to get way more laughs than someone that's right next to you who's getting booked at the improv. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just like look at the comics like that are making it and doing it and like, look at that, listen to people. I think that's, those are the two main things I would say. Okay. And then let's say tomorrow everything goes back to normal and we're allowed to tour and do all the shows. Do you see yourself being more as a road comic or more as like, uh, like you're talking about like getting a writing job or so like where, where have your goals kind of changed and like where you want to go as of now? I know, like, this is like, I'm aiming, I'm shooting big here. I'm aiming for the stars, all right? Yeah, I, course. like, roadie life doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> like, like, I, I want to be a good enough comic that I don't have to do, like, weekends, like, all the time, like, at the same club. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do five shows a weekend and I'm in a different state and, like, that's just the norm of my life. I would be super grateful to get to that point and be a headliner, but... Yeah. Like, I want to be, like, a really good writer for TV and then tour, like, Ali Wong, where she's going yeah. to theaters. Like, her tour is her going to a different theater, like, for one show, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the dream, is to do that. Um, but, like, I fully understand that it's, like, I'm going to have to put in a lot of time on the road. So, like, the next goal, I mean, realistically, my next goal would be to write a good enough act to feature here. Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, tour is definitely down the road. Um, I am planning on moving to New York in 2023. Okay. Why exactly 2023? <laughs> it's just like enough time 
to get ready and I think enough time for me to work on comedy as much as I can here yeah but it's just like it's like even if I don't feel ready like I told I I just needed that deadline to be like I'm doing this then because if I just wait for that perfect time it's just never gonna come a hundred percent yeah yeah I'm big into that of like setting like goals for like every year and then being like, I'm going to do this. And then like, even if I don't meet that goal, it's like, I got insanely close and I'm like always a better comic for it. So I totally get that. And then to like comment on like you, like saying like Ali Wong is a great example of like, that's like the, the amazing part of comedy of where you're just like, no, I want to do this road. And it's like different than like maybe what people thought like even in the 80s where they're like you got to work the clubs and then you get a host and then you get to be a feature and then you're, and you're like i think i might just do my own route of doing this and mm-hmm. like that's totally you know that's totally possible of just like you know skipping right to theaters maybe you know maybe you, be, you become like famous on twitter or something and then all of a sudden you're like touring because of that you know exactly like there's so part. many ways like to get to there's no there's no one way to get from point a to point b and like that's like what i want whether or not that's gonna happen like is not up to me really like i'm just gonna try really hard but yeah ideally like some people some comments love being road dogs you know they love just going to different places performing at the clubs they love the club life but i yeah ideally writer and then theaters (laughs) that's the dream (laughs) That's the dream. The cushion version of touring. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> One show every like two or three nights and we're done for the day. <laughs> With a nice green room and a hotel. <laughs> like <laughs> instead of like instead well, of like a couch and like maybe some M Ms. <laughs> It's like Tom Segura said he was like, uh, this is just one hour of my day and if it doesn't go that well, still a pretty good day. <laughs> like yeah, I 100% agree with that. Like, that's, like, uh, this, like, last uh, tour that I did. <laughs> this oh, last... yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw it, but her cat just walked by the screen. It's <laughs> just made an appearance. Rudely interrupted. <laughs> but, like, that was, like, the last time I was on tour where I was just kind of, like, I felt very over it in some ways of just, like, sleeping on couches and, like, doing that stuff and I'm like yeah I'm I'm like I'm ready for that like have a nice hotel room <laughs> like lifestyle you're like I put in the work I put in the time <laughs> couch surfing it was fun for a minute yeah yeah <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean there's a reason people say like I never understood it before because I always really wanted to tour yeah but like I understand how it's just like so hard and draining yeah where it's like uh lou and i were talking about on the podcast where it was we did a show in seattle and we drove like so many hours to go to the show and then we did the show and it was packed and it was good and everything was pretty great about it and we were very happy and then when we got done with it the door guy was like oh was i supposed to be charging people for tickets and we're like, yeah, this is your venue. Like, like didn't you guys want to make money? And they were like, ah, we, we messed up. And uh, so, like, we just lost money on, like, a whole, like, a great show. And I was just like, I don't want to come back here. Like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> they just let everyone in for free? Yeah. 
Did it they check like, IDs? Was it just like an entire high school that walked in? <laughs> what is happening knows? there? But it was like, it was so good that like we had chairs out and they had to go get more chairs. And I was like, this is going so well. <laughs> you're like mentally tallying up how much money yeah. you're going to make from the show. And then he's like, so money, was that something you wanted? Was that, <laughs> was that something you care about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, when we're leaving they're like you guys want to come back in like two months and i'm like i i don't think so <laughs> oh yeah for you for free more driving to seattle no how about no never again silly it's just like yeah exactly right yeah. up silly <laughs> just a different way of touring which is absolutely wonderful <laughs> just a different path you know like some yeah, people get I'm, paid to tour and <laughs> I'm very much into the free work type of idea of just I like I like to lose money on a tour. If I lost money, it was a good tour. It was a good tour. I'm like four grand in debt, credit cards. Yeah, I'll pay that off for the next year. That's <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so do you know when your podcast comes out? Do you have like a um I don't have an official date. It'll be the first week of August. Okay. I'm pretty sure because I was hoping to do it by the end of July, but I'm working with a really cool artist that I found um, online. Trajan Dunkley recommended her. Oh, nice. Uh, and I uh, looked at a lot of her work, and it's really cool. And uh, she is supposed to get me some stuff. And then I wanted to use her artwork to really promote it, like, for about a week or so before I release it. So Yeah, that's a great idea. First okay. week of August should be good. Yeah. All right. Well, when it comes out, I'll uh, I'll change the description on this, and it'll be in the the, oh yeah yeah the, perfect. all the links and stuff will be below but um thank you so much for being on the show yeah thanks for having me man yeah it's good talking to you yeah it's been great talking to you um where can people find you online uh you can find me on instagram at savannah rules with a z uh <laughs> Everything else was taken, honestly. Almost everything, except for, like, Savannah likes butts. You know, that one's probably available. Actually, probably not. But I tried all the regular ones. I tried Savannah Comedy, but since Georgia exists, I'm out of luck. Um, Savannah Rules on Instagram. Savannah underscore rules underscore on Twitter. (laughs) And I think it's the same on Facebook. Like, I have a Facebook page, Savannah Hernandez. Okay. And where do you say that? I always like asking, where do you live? Like, is it, which app do you feel like you lean to? My address? Just yeah. What's your, like what's your personally yeah. on my social? Uh, like which one do I post on the most? Yeah. Which one do you post? Yeah. Um, Instagram. Okay. All right. So people can find you there and all those will also yeah. be in the description below uh, yeah. with her home address and a, also a mailing PO box if you want to Mail her anything. In case you want to stalk me, you can go to my PO box. I do take stalker submissions there. (laughs) Which grocery store do you go to? (laughs) (laughs) What's your daily route? Where do you live? Just the viewers want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman podcast and outro music. Hey.